You're listening to the first episode of season two of the Where Did You See God podcast, and this is going to be a special season. Uh, If you've been listening, you know that my family and I have felt like God has been inviting us into what is becoming a crazy adventure where basically we have foregone a normal lifestyle of having salaries and jobs and are committing um, the next year to seeking God, to growing in our marriage, and to growing our family all closer to God. And what that is entailing is a five-month journey that has led us to Kona, Hawaii. Uh, So over the next few months, we are going to be sharing of that experience. So it's going to be very different than the past episodes Uh, But our hope is is that as we process who God is and who he's calling us to be, that you will be encouraged as well. Uh, Many of these episodes, we may sound tired uh, because it is a very packed schedule. And this episode particularly, it has been a packed uh, week and a half with many challenges. Um, But here past the tiredness um, to our hearts that... God is at work, and he is doing amazing, powerful things. You are listening to episode 30 of the Where Did You See God podcast. Father God, we thank you that you are God and you are good, and we thank you just for the gift of being able to talk about who you are and what you're doing and how you work, um, both in the ways that we see, but also processing ways that we might not yet see. And so we thank you for the gift uh, and opportunity that you've called us into um, with this adventure for our family, but we also thank you for this time to sit and process. And we just pray that you are honored and glorified by it. We want to invite the Holy Spirit in, that if there are any things that we should or shouldn't say, um, that you would guide our words, uh, that this would be an opportunity for us to see you more clearly, uh, just to celebrate who you are and how you work. Bless your prayer, holy and precious name. Amen. All right, so I'm Paul. I'm Becca. And we are the Granger family, and God recently uh, set us on this really crazy adventure. Uh, over the last six months, we have been discerning uh, whether we should end up place where we are now, which is Kona, Hawaii, for a thing called a family DTS, which is a part of YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And we will be serving uh, here and learning here for three months and then serving and learning on an outreach for two months. Um, but yeah, Becca, what what is the DTS? Why, why are we here and other families here? DTS stands for Discipleship Training School. And as Paul mentioned, it has two phases. Um, So we're in the lecture phase now, and they have these all over the place. Um, But we're in a family one, which um, is a little bit more rare because um, YWAM definitely does cater to young adults. But ours has classes for the adults, and then it also has classes for the kids, which is called Foundation School. And so... For the adults, every single week we are we have a different topic. So last week our topic was the Holy Spirit, 
and hearing the voice voice of God. And this week we're getting into like the father heart of God or who is God. And at the same time, our kids are also learning to hear the voice of God, um, which is really amazing. So we're going to do this for 12 weeks and it's about just uh, growing us spiritually, equipping us, just practicing the things that we're learning and then we'll do outreach and we'll be using what we've learned and we're doing this uh the the reason why this whole thing kind of started is because um paul will be joining the ywam team in richmond full-time and one of the requirements is that he would do a dts and um just through a lot of prayer, we felt God was calling our family to do this together, which brought us here. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to hear more of that, because there's so much more to that story, uh, some really incredible highs of just seeing God at work, some incredible lows of where it was challenging or confusing or frustrating. Um, we've recorded a few podcast episodes. One uh, is Becca's story, and it's called Becca's Unemployment Story. One's my unemployment story, and then other stories scattered throughout some of the other podcast episodes. But it's been a a long, uh, often hard, often incredible journey that's landed us now sitting in a room uh, that's part of an apartment that is much smaller than our home, uh, does not have air conditioning, uh, and yet uh, we have seen the grace and goodness of God in a lot of uh, powerful ways. Uh, But the journey here was hard. Uh, when we woke up at 3.30 a.m. and got on a plane, there were a lot of challenges uh, from our first flight uh, stopping on the runway because of what we were later to learn was a medical emergency that delayed us an hour and we nearly missed our other flight and then we got here and had to go through registration and by the time we got to our apartment, we were too exhausted to go out shopping and so Becca and I rolled up blankets for pillows and prepare ourselves for our first night without air conditioning. And we've come to learn, uh, you know, when you are taking steps towards God, there are going to be a lot of things that will try to distract you or dissuade you or just make you give up. And as we've gone through the week, I mean, it was actually pretty quick that we realized this is definitely where our family needs to be. I mean, one of the things I was really looking forward to was just... The families that are in our DTS, we've got about 16 families just developing a community with them. And already um, this, the people who are staffing our DTS have said, like, this group um, seems like a really special group that we've kind of dove into vulnerability really fast. And I'm really, also really glad that part of the DTS we get to, um, they call them ACTS groups, which is a cord of three strands. And so every week three guys and three girls get together for an hour um, before the lecture starts and we just pray and um, process together. Um, There's also like opportunities for one-on-one with the staff. We've already like had a beach day, you know, so um, yeah, that's one thing that's really great is um, the dynamic there. Yeah, I really felt like we just dove right into like the presence of God the Holy Spirit, hearing God's voice, and just the excitement that, like, comes with, like, this is real. Like, God is real, and he speaks to us, and sometimes we think it's kind of weird, especially if it's maybe 
not been done very well in the past by other people. Mm -hmm. But when it's done the right way and you're really equipped for it, it's actually quite exciting. And even more than that, like our kids being taught that they can hear God's voice. And essentially, I think what that communicates to them is that like God wants to have a relationship with them. God is real and that God's not just for adults. And yeah, and I, of course, like speaks to my heart very much that the things that they're doing in foundation school just really excites me. I asked like, can I come and observe one day and, you know, just learn from them. And yeah, but I also think like we've had times of, of activation, which is essentially like practicing what we're learning. So yeah, some, some really great things came from that. Some things that I've journaled down and I felt the Lord was speaking to me of encouragement. It's been a real, a real genuine, honest and safe space to, mm-hmm. to dive into these things. Because, yeah, I mean, it's, you talk about hearing the voice of God and, you know, depending on who you're talking to, you, like, it could seem like a really awkward thing to say. You could mm-hmm. feel like you might be crazy. And and they're honest about it. Um, the, the teachers we had last week are like, yeah, this might seem odd, um, depending on the denomination you grew up in or if you even grew up in the church, this may seem weird. Uh, but Let's just practice it. God says in his word um, that he speaks, that he wants to connect with us, that he loves us. So let's let's give it a go. Let's try. And I think for the kids, that's been what's been striking for me is, uh, you know, one of the first things they said the first day of class uh, was that this isn't just about us as adults individually hearing the Lord, but what does it look like to hear God as a family? And they went to say that there may be more coming from the kids than there is from us. And, you know, I remember the first time I I started to talk about the idea of our kids asking God to talk to them. There is this part of me that was resistant to it because, as you mentioned, like it's not something we think about. We think God is for adults, but for the kids, let's just throw them in a Sunday school and have some nice, simple Bible stories. But we don't actually believe that God can speak through kids, that they can work and function in the ways that we feel like only adults can. But the truth is, is that God can and does work through kids. I've heard stories, you've heard stories, and we've seen our own kids beginning to engage in that. Uh, In fact, just, what was that, a few days ago, uh, we were spending time as a family praying about how God might work through our outreach phase. And, you know, we'll share more about that um, at another time. But both of our kids ended up encouraging us through ways that we believe God spoke through them. Did they hear an audible voice? Did they know that God was speaking? Not necessarily. Um, They might not fully understand in the same way that we don't always fully understand it, but they're pressing into it and engaging it. And we had them draw pictures, which I think like, you know, is on their level Mm -hmm. of what, um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think for, for me, it was it's a shift. Like I, I of course, like super value kids um, and their relationship with the Lord. But I think it was more. I thought the purpose was like to teach kids and grow them and disciple them, which that's very important, and we should be doing that. But I think I didn't think that God could also use kids in ministry in the same way that He uses adults. And I think we're going to see more of that on our outreach phase. And even here, we'll we'll have some opportunities every week to do outreach in the community. But the kids go with us. And that will be really exciting to see, you know, 
how do we do ministry as a family? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of the main reasons why we chose to come here um, because of the the opportunities that this family DTS offers. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that we could have chosen to get to know God deeper or grow as a family, but we had a sense and it was confirmed and affirmed really quickly and often that this family DTS would be a powerful way for us to grow closer to God, grow closer to each other in our marriage and grow closer as a family as we seek to serve our community for years to come. And one of the biggest ways is that it's, it's a large amount of time. If you just have a week to engage in something, um, you might tap into it or you might not fully tap into it because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, when you're trying to grow closer to God, there can be a lot of things that come against that. And that was, I mean, for us last week, there were so many hard moments, both internally, but even externally. There were things happening back at home 5,000 miles away that I remember one particular morning, it was really bringing me down and really distracting me to the point where I realized I I feel like this is actually uh, a spiritual attack. I feel like this is actually the enemy trying to keep me from being fully present in the class. And uh, I had actually talked to someone else that morning who also had felt, woke up feeling really frustrated with some things. Uh, And so before class started, I, I felt like I needed to ask the, the speakers to pray for us as a class just in case I wasn't alone. And it turns out I wasn't. There are other people in the class who also that day felt there are things that were distracting their minds and their hearts. And so they prayed and it turns out that was the day we were going to be diving into the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like that's how God's been working that there is a lot of stuff being weeded out of us, a lot of stuff being broken, a lot of fears being brought to the surface. And with that comes some pain because that's a hard thing. And also we are getting closer and closer to God, which makes the enemy really nervous, as some people like to say. And so he's throwing all kinds of things at us. Um, but God's not going to give up on us. I mean, we shouldn't have made it here. We didn't have the money. We didn't have the plans in place. We didn't have a nanny. We didn't have so many things that we would have needed. Uh, and yet here we are. And and I think a big part of it is that God wants us to know him in a deeper way than we ever have before. And I mean, I've, I've been trying to understand the Holy Spirit. I've been trying to understand how you hear the voice of God and um, even how you recognize the voice of God. And, and even this week has blown my mind. One example is Becca was talking about the activation. And... Uh, we were talking about uh, words of knowledge, which is basically when God puts something in your mind, information about somebody or something that you couldn't have known otherwise. You had really no way of even realizing uh, was a thing. And so the activation was, hey, just you're going to go, you're going to pray for somebody, and you're just going to ask God to, to show you something, give you something. If he doesn't, that's okay. Uh, if he does and you question it, take take a risk. Just kind of put it out there humbly and just see what God does with it. So we were praying for a friend of ours uh, that was in the circle. And as I was sitting, I very quickly just heard a word in my head, knee, like on your leg, knee. And it, I actually rejected it at first. I was like, that's that's just me. That's weird. There's not even more like your knee hurts or this, that, or the other. It was just the single word knee. And so I tried to push it aside and it just stayed on my head. And then finally, 
I was like, all right, I'm supposed to take a risk on this. I'm supposed to practice this. So, um, you know, I looked up at her and I said, hey, uh, this might not be anything, but the only word that came in my head is, is knee. And I don't have anything else. Nothing else came to mind. And she looked at me and she's like, yeah, why don't you pray for it? And I thought she was saying, oh, yeah, why don't you pray just in case? But the way she said it, it caught me off guard. And I was like, wait a minute, is something actually wrong with your knee? And she's like, yeah, a year ago I had surgery on my knee. Pray for my knee. <laughs> And it was a really important moment for me because I had to confront the doubt within myself that I didn't believe it was God's voice. I thought it was my voice. Um, and yet God used one very simple word to tell me something about someone that I didn't know. And it ended up encouraging her for God to speak to her through that single word for me. And, and that's just one example of many this week. You had mentioned the things that it took to get here. Um, we were almost a week out and didn't have a nanny and got connected with someone we didn't know, but someone else knew her and it, it things seemed to come together and she's here now and I, I'm just amazed at like the goodness of God um, in her and just how she's a great fit for our family. She's such a blessing to us. Um, and really, it was one of those areas that I felt like we just didn't really have a lot of control over. I mean, we really just kept, we struck out a lot. And it, to the point where it was like, all right, well, if we get a nanny, it's got to be you, God. And um, it was just a way that God showed like, that he's a provider and um, just his goodness. And I'm just praying that, like, this is also a really fruitful experience for her as well. And that she's blessed in it. Yeah. And that was such an important moment for us because one of the big struggles for us were the times over the last several months where we tried to figure it out. We tried to make things happen. We felt like we were, were responsible. If things weren't coming together, we questioned whether we were going in the right direction. And God wanted us to get to a point where we actually had no control, no resources. We had nothing other than him. We might not even have the thing that we are pursuing. And we felt like what God was ultimately saying is, you know, are you pursuing a thing? Or are you pursuing me? And so when the nanny came about, that was after we were at the point where there was just no way forward other than God. And we decided, you know, we either give up or we trust God. And so we committed to just choosing peace over fear. And the very next day, God began locking in things throughout the day that only days before had seemed impossible. And we couldn't have asked for a better nanny. We couldn't have asked for a better situation in which it came about. And even that is only one of many examples. But I'll close in saying this, um, you know, because we're, we're both tired. These are long, draining days. And this is actually our second attempt to record, uh, which was a frustrating moment for me. Um, but God has been meeting us in that. And I think, you know, through all of that and through that experience, you know, we, we wrestle with this idea of not just struggle, but also realizing that we have issues with accepting uh, gifts, ex accepting good things from God. Um, coming to Hawaii was something I, I had a lot of issues with. I felt like it was a luxury. I felt uncomfortable talking to people about it. I tried to downplay it because it just seemed like, too luxurious a thing but God's been challenging me and, and, and basically if it feels like he's saying Paul if I want to give you a gift if I want to 
not only draw you closer to me, but to do it in a beautiful place, are you going to turn that down? Are you going to tell me that it wasn't the right way? Um, you know, receiving encouragement from people, even like we've struggled a lot with, uh, there's been so much generosity from friends and family. And there's been moments where it's been hard for us to receive that. And we've known for a while that accepting gifts, accepting good things is, is, some, is a struggle for us. Uh, but, you know, last night we were talking about that. And I just think it's hilarious that today that was one of the first things that the, the speaker this week talked about is that, you know, there are important things to a gift. But one of the most important things is that we actually receive it. God has given us the free gift of his unconditional love, but often we choose not to receive it. God gives us gifts because he's a good father and so often we refuse to receive it. And so we feel like a big part of this journey for us is also going to be receiving God's goodness, God's love, God's work in our lives. Um, Not because we deserve it, not because we've earned it, but because he loves us deeply. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big reasons why we decided to do this, I mean, other than the fact that Paul had to do a DTS, but that we decided to take this year and do that is because we have been serving for the last 10 years and just, you know, saw the toll. I think that it was taking on us and felt that we, you know, needed to be spiritually refreshed. And one thing he said today, like what Paul was saying is that it's hard for us to receive and yet we we were constantly giving. Um, but to say like, well, I'm going to give to you, but I'm not going to receive is actually quite prideful um, because it's like saying that, you know, we have more to offer than someone else does and we don't need uh, someone else's assistance. They need ours. Um, and the speaker said today, until you learn to be a receiver, you're probably not that good at giving. And that like even this time of like, taking in being poured into is actually depositing in us like uh, things that will help us to serve others better and our hope is to use this space here as an opportunity not just to process together because we feel like it's really important that we make space to process all the things that god is teaching and god is doing but also just to share it to you because we feel like god is doing amazing things and we want others to know how amazing and accessible this God is. And I think the thing that makes us both so excited is, you know, Becca mentioned there were things that led us here, but the reality is, you know, if somebody asks us, why did we choose Hawaii? Why did we choose the DTS? Actually, like when we look back, we're realizing we didn't actually, we weren't the ones who actually chose any of this, that God was orchestrating so many of these things that we're a part of now. Um, that moments that we thought we had choice or we were choosing, we can actually see now God's divine orchestration. Um, and so we are here because really we're, we're trying to seek God as best we can, as clumsily, as sloppily as we can, um, because we know that God is real. We know that God still speaks. We know that God loves us. And we know that's true for everyone else as well. And this is what our journey looks like. It's wild, it's crazy, and we look forward to sharing with anyone who wants to listen how God is at work. But we're just excited that in just a short week, God has already done so much, He's already said so much, and we know so much more is in store.
one of the things that's encouraged me deeply as we have been navigating hearing the voice of God and the Holy Spirit is no matter how much I've engaged that in the past year, there is still so much more for me to learn and to experience and who God is. I mean, and he is incomprehensible. And yet he desires for us to know him. He desires for us to seek him. He says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all this will be added to you. Um, The most important thing we can do is seek God and he is not trying to hide from us. And so if you've been desiring to seek God, if you've been desiring to hear the voice of God, I want to encourage you in a few things that we were taught. Uh, First, we were told in Christ, you are qualified to hear the voice of God. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. Because of the sacrifice that Christ made, because he sought to connect us to God, he made a way for us to now be sons and daughters of God. He made a way for us to be qualified to hear the voice of God. Um, But we need to approach with humility uh, because (laughs) it's an incomprehensible God that's speaking to us. And, and sometimes we will hear it clearly, and sometimes we may think we're hearing clearly and we're not. We need to be humble and ready to just continue in a journey of learning what God's voice sounds like. We need to believe that God loves to speak to us. It's kind of like they gave the example of, of hide-and-seek. And when you're a kid and you're playing hide-and-seek, your goal is to hide and never be found. But when you're a parent playing hide-and-seek with your kids— You want to be found. You want to see the excitement on your kids' faces as they suddenly discover you and scream with glee. You don't want to be invisible to them. You want them to find you. God wants to be found and heard. Again, he asks us to seek his face. I want to encourage you that learning to hear the voice of God is not a, a thing that you just quickly download and it's it. It's something that when you desire it, that you commit to practicing it. And I'll give a quick story. Uh, on the day that I mentioned that I was particularly frustrated, I had some, some wounds that were surfacing in my mind and I was struggling to focus and I was feeling insecure, I was feeling unwanted, I was feeling neglect. I was feeling so many things that weren't what God wanted me to feel. And they decided to do this exercise where basically they said, one easy way for you to practice hearing the voice of God is to ask a simple question. God, do you love me? And what they said is, you'll hear one of three voices. You'll hear the voice of God who does love you and will say yes you'll hear your own voice which is often filled with doubt or you'll hear the voice of the enemy who will say no and so they had us practice that they said calm your heart quiet your mind and just ask do you love me and see what God says and when I did that I immediately heard I love you my good and faithful servant And when I say I heard it, I didn't hear an audible voice. In fact, it sounded like my own voice. And it happened so quick and so natural that I I immediately tried to just disregard it. That couldn't be the voice of God. But then I realized that happened way too quick for me to have come up with that. 
And so as I opened myself to the idea that it could possibly be God, it started flooding me. The realization that that is exactly what I needed to hear. There have been so many moments in my life where I have felt like someone was saying I wasn't good enough, that I was doing the wrong thing. And all these things have taken root to the point where I don't feel particularly good or faithful. And there are moments where I've just longed to, for that passage to be true for me, that God would look at me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so in this moment where I felt very worthless, very broken, when I asked God, do you love me? What I heard was, I love you, my good and faithful servant. Y'all, God is real. God still speaks. And if we desire to connect with God, to know him, to hear him, he's not going to hide for us. But he's also going to make it clear that this is something he doesn't want us to just get. He wants us to engage. He wants relationship. And so if you want to hear the voice of God, make the decision to go after it every day. Find little ways to take little steps. Quiet your heart and say, do you love me? Ask God to speak to you. Try all these things. Take risks. Go with humility. And know that if you choose to believe that God still speaks and you seek him, he will be found because he's not trying to hide from you. He loves you deeply. And as you seek him, ask yourself, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, Uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?